plastic band, noting that almost all of the envelopes were red or purple or blue, basically card-coloured. Twenty-one again, eh? The postie said. Nope, I'm thirty-two and proud, I replied. I shut the door and slung the letters that weren't for me on the floor of the hallway. Then I took the stairs two at a time back up to my flat. In my bedroom, I had already laid out my birthday breakfast feast. Fresh croissant with smoked salmon, three chocolate truffles and a glass of moe. Everything had to be perfect today. I'd planned it that way. After I'd devoured my special brekkie, I'd stay in bed until midday, opening birthday cards while receiving calls from well-wishing friends and relatives. Then I had an appointment at the hairdresser. After that, I'd come back home and get dressed up. I was going to wear a dress of gold sequins that set off my dark skin in a spectacular fashion. I was going to squeeze my feet into gold high heels and I was going to brush gold dust over my cleavage. And then a few of the girls from work were coming round for drinks and nibbles before we went into town to dance the night away. I slipped carefully under the sheets, not wanting to spill any of the special spread, then took a swig of champagne before I tore through my cards like a child. Around me the pile of brightly coloured envelopes grew as I tugged out the cards and smiled at the words written inside. It wasn't dim of me then, not to notice it. It was like all the others. I simply opened it, eager to receive the message of love that had been scrawled inside. My heart stopped. I recognised the handwriting before I read the words. Dear Cameron, Please don't ignore this. I need to see you. I'm dying. I'm in St Jude's Hospital in central London. Yours, Adele. Kiss. P.S. I miss you. The piece of glossy cardboard sailed across the room when I slung it as though it had burnt my fingers. It landed on the wicker laundry basket and sat there staring at me, goading me. Ignore me if you can, it mocked. Go on, try it. I threw back the covers, got out of bed and went over to the card. Dispassionately, I tore it in half, then tore those pieces in half again. There, that's what I think of that. And you. I hissed at the card and its sender. I returned to my bed. That was better. Much better. I sipped my champagne and ate my food. And everything was all right again. Perfect, even. Just like it should be on my birthday. Nothing could ruin it. No matter how much anyone tried. And they were bloody trying, weren't they? Well, it wasn't going to work. I wasn't falling for that nonsense. I was going to carry on with my plan. The door was ajar and didn't protest as I gently pushed on it. From her place amongst her white pillows, she smiled as I stepped into view. She whispered, I knew you'd come. Dolce and Gabbana, even now, at what was probably one of the darkest hours of her life, Adele wore designer clothes. A white D&G t-shirt peeked out under the covers. She always did have more style than sense.
At one time, she would have appreciated that thought. But things had changed drastically between us. Firstly, I hadn't seen Adele, Dell, as I called her, in two years. Secondly, the last time I saw her, mascara was running down her face and she was stumbling over her words, saying things I didn't want to hear. Things don't go back to being normal after you part on those terms. Thirdly, she was ill. I don't know what I expected. Hadn't really thought about it when I got on that train to travel 200 miles from Leeds to London. But I didn't expect her to look like this. I could close my eyes and see the Dell I expected to see. That mass of curly, honey-blonde hair, which was always trimmed to shoulder length, would be there, as would that smooth, healthy glow of her creamy white skin.